Hi, this is uh, Steve. And uh, this is Quixotic. Uh, we are back again after a month or two, month and a half. John's got life happening. Yeah, yeah I got life happening. I'm, I'm uh, on the road, if you will. Well, not on the road, but I'm adrift. John is... John uh, is... What's what's the Metallica song where I lay my head is home? Right, that that where, where am I wrong? Yeah, it kind of feels like that a little bit right now. Are you, are you except except not in a good way? Yeah, it's true. That's true. Like eventually, it'll it'll calm down. I know. I know it'll get there. Um, so I have to ask you this question because we forgot to I forgot to ask you when before we started. Uh, are you drinking, or, or do you? I'm not, I don't have any alcohol here, oh, okay. so I'm drinking. I'm drinking water. water. Okay, cool. So we will not have um, an episode of what are we drinking this evening because I, I'm not drinking. I'm doing 75 hard. Um, day 29. Uh, no, day 30. I'm on day 30. So fuck, man. Um, How do you feel? You know, it's funny because uh, um, I, I like it. Literally, it's like just increased my workouts to seven days a week versus five days a week. So I added two more days. Um, you know, eating healthy is fine. Whatever. I've always eaten, you know, pretty healthy and tame. Um, you know, the occasional ice cream obviously can't have right now, that kind of thing. Um, the hardest part for some reason has been alcohol. That's been the hardest part because um, you're not allowed any alcohol whatsoever. And for some reason, like, I just, like, I'm like, I just want some fucking tequila right now. Damn it. Um, and I just, you know, it's because you're an alcoholic. I know. But I just, I, I've always been an alcoholic. I should just own up to it at this point. John, you're stacking vitamins? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> He's building this tower. I see, like, zinc in there. Um, zinc, magnesium, vitamin C, and just multivitamins. Is that what you, so you take all this shit after you uh, work out? Yeah, well, yeah, just once a day. Okay. Also, some man pills. Man, what are man pills exactly? Uh, a, a supplement. Uh, did you go to, did you you just go to GMC or something? <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, vitamin D, calcium, magnesium, zinc. So more magnesium and zinc. No. Um, fenugreek, feed extract. Caffeine, ginseng extract, horny goat, horny goat weed. Oh you know yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Girl, that sort of stuff. <laughs> horny goat weed. Um, actually, it's kind of good that you got more magnesium and zinc because you never, we just don't get enough on our regular diets, anyways. You might as well. No, we do not. Load up. That's why I take them. That's why I take them. Nice. Um, yeah, I've got my. I, I mean, I, I go crazy with my shit too, but right now it's all like. Heart related stuff like feed my heart kind of situation. So, um, you know, it's funny too because, um, oh shit, I don't know. That's just a weird tangent. Anyways, we're not really, we're not going to talk about the, uh, what we're drinking, but for future reference, um, I have been, once John gets some settled life, um, I've been making some updates to the website. Um, John's just got to go in there and double check some shit. Uh, and then we're going to start adding John's famous drink recipes to the site. 
Yeah, my famous drink recipes. <laughs> so you too can make your drinks at home as you listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I haven't made them here yet. Uh, but a while back, so I tried to make the Vesper. Which one was this again? That's the the James Bond martini from Casino Royale that he makes. On yeah, but what, like, what's in it again? I'll, I'll get to that. Speaking of, like, my girlfriend likes them. I've I've been to a couple places where she orders them. Uh, I mean, a name like Vesper should it should be a chick drink. So, so I tr- so I tried to make it. So it's um, Gordon's gin, vodka. Kina Lillette, which I think's actually gone out of business, so they, they say just kind of use a dry vermouth in its place. Okay. Um, I don't know if there was anything else, a twist of lemon for like the garnish is a, is a lemon peel. And I did my best to make it as close to the recipe as I could. And it tasted like pine salt. <laughs> <laughs> but your girlfriend likes it. She likes them. Like I said, I, I made this years ago before I ever met her. Um, and I was like, wow, that's awful. And maybe because I didn't have Gordon's gin. And gins actually taste different. Like there's gins that are more floral and more fruity and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, so maybe it had to be Gordon's. I don't know. I just did not taste good. I've, I've heard. So I gins though where some people are just like it just tastes like a pine tree they just don't want to drink gin because it tastes like a pine tree juniper so yeah yeah. um so i doctored it i added a little actual lemon juice to it and then i use i i can't find a more expensive brand of vermouth that has it but the actual martini brand of vermouth which is usually what you'll just see everywhere and most places will have they're dry and they're sweet. They're French and they're Italian vermouth. Mm-hmm. But there are several kinds, and they make one called Blanco, a white vermouth, whatever. And I can't remember what possessed me to get that once. I, I think I just wanted to try it. Well, in my experience, it makes for not a good martini because it has a very creamy note to it. And I can't think of a better like way to describe it. It, it added like a creamy note to a martini and it wasn't good. However, it worked quite nicely for my doctor Vesper. So, so, so it was like a adding actual martini. Is that what you were trying to like, like milky, like a milk martini? Like it's not like, like it's not like a cloudy drink or anything like that. It's clear, mm-hmm. but it just added like it a just milkiness to it. Yeah, creaminess and milkiness to it. I can't like describe it's the same as like i love kalamata olives love them uh don't make for a good martini kalamatas do not go well in a martini martini, though like i wanted to try it because i like kalamata olives so i was like yeah let me try um those castel vetranos i like so much i like them a lot they work great but they do not work with that gin i like that roots of ruin gin That they need like just regular green manzanilla olives if you're going to use that gin. I found that out the hard way. 
So it's weird. Like, so that's what if I'm just kidding, play though, like knowing what, you know, like even tequilas have certain types of like finishes to it. Like, Absolutely. At the end of the day, you could like tequila and juice of some kind, usually orange juice or grapefruit juice. Like you're always going to be gold mother, right? But you have yeah. to kind of be careful with the types of garnishes you use in each one, just because like you don't want to make it too sweet or too bitter, you know? So, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just, you know, learning. So if I was going to pick up ingredients and I'm just in a liquor store, that's not particularly special. It just has all the basics. Yeah. I'm just going to grab Tangare. And those Castel Vitranos work great for that. But uh, a liquor store that unfortunately is very far away from me. It was much closer to my house before I was unceremoniously removed from said house. (laughs) But uh, I had to go back into that town for uh, some errands, some kind of, you know, personal business. You did did too close to the house when you went back, right? I'm just nothing. I'm just giving, I'm just. Like no, no, but, but, no, I had some like, you know, personal business to take care of in that town. Like, you know, errands, uh, specifically, yeah. specifically property tax stuff. Didn't want to get into it, but whatever. So I was like, hey, I'm going to hit up that liquor store because it's the coolest liquor store I've been to so far down yeah, here. Yeah. And man, I went in and it was, man, this place hasn't changed a bit. They have 60 types of gin and like, you know. 40, 50, 60 types of tequila. Oh, and shit. It's, it's just a great store. Uh, really awesome store. And sure enough, they had my Roots of Ruin gin. I was like, awesome. <laughs> and But then it was like, you know, I finally found the gin. Like, oh, man, I've been looking for this gin. Here it is. I got it. But then, because of the, it's this store, like, well, I kind of want to try that one and that one. And then, I've been that way, though. Like, bottles of wine, I'll go into a certain, like, store uh, looking for, like, a specific type of wine, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'll end up, like, you know, with five bottles because it's just like, oh, I've always wanted to try this. So, I've always, so I know exactly what you mean. Like, it's just like, and with that, I, I picked up a bottle while I was there of uh, sexual chocolate. I think. I think it's just a red. I don't think it's a Merlot or anything like that. So like um, just a um, like a blend. I guess yeah, a red blend. It was okay. I guess I've had better reds. I've had better wine, but I mean, I was like, oh, I'm gonna try this. The bottle's cool, but well, they got a bunch of different ones. But yeah, it looks like just the yellow, the yellowish label is just. Yeah, it was a, yeah, like a beige tan yeah. color. It's supposed to look. Like, I think it's supposed to look like old parchment. Yeah, that's like, exactly that's exactly what it is. So it just looks like yeah, just a red blend, Syrah and Zinfandel. Ah, it might be pretty good. So it's like I've only had the red blend, and it's okay. Okay. Yeah, it's literally it's the like the story written on a bite on the on the label. That's weird. Okay. Huh. Cool. Anyway, so. Yeah, so the thing, my girl, we're always drinking wines. So. Is she a, is she a wino? Like she loves you just very, very okay. much, very much a wino. Okay. But I mean, she likes you know a cocktail too. She likes the vesper and things like that. So when we go out, she we're we're of like mind like that. We always like, ooh, let's try this cocktail. That that bar I showed you that's actually up in Columbia. So you know, I'm not going to be up there very often. Yeah. That's a little further away than Colorado Springs is for you. Yeah. So it's. Not, you know, not something I'll just plunk on down there for some, but that place was pretty cool. And 
definitely like it was definitely your kind of vibe. You know, I never did ask you. Do you not like hmm? like you're what? hitting that, and it's like causing the uh, things to like pick it up on your microphone. <laughs> That's like when we first started doing the stuff, and John's sitting there, he's got a thing of Tic Tacs, and he's like shaking the Tic Tacs or something. Yeah, like when we I first started doing this at the very beginning, like at the very, very beginning of the, the whole thing. I'm, I'm, I probably haven't bought Tic Tacs in like 20 Maybe years. Maybe Tic Tacs. You were doing something and it sounded like you were shaking a thing of Tic Tacs. And I was like, what the hell is going on? You'd have to uh, yeah. remind me, like, because I have no idea. <laughs> years ago. Years ago. Um, back when we had one. Well, we ended up still talking about drinks. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, either way, it's just we weren't, we were just not going to talk about what we're actually drinking because we're both drinking water. Um, which is fine. Water is healthy for you people. Drink, drink your water. Um, but I don't know. So we didn't really have like a topic to, to go through. So this is, this is just going to be John and I shooting shit. But John mentioned beforehand about this idea, um, and it, and it could branch off into many different thoughts, but uh, about the pendulum swinging the other way, which in my mind always is always happening anyways. Like the pendulum of right versus left is it's just been more extreme, I think, in our lifetime, in the last couple of years of our lifetime. I think when we were kids, it was less extreme, but you could always see it happening, right? Or maybe we were just kids and we just didn't give a shit. Who knows? So, um I don't know, man. We thought about that. Well, just I mean, obviously, we we have dabbled in political topics before, but we usually kind of just stick to discussing just kind of cultural stuff, yeah. you know, and yeah, just pop culture things. Uh, but you know, they're worth talking about sometimes in parallel to each other. And obviously, you know, was it culture predates policy or something like that? I don't remember the 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 expression is, but. Or politics is downwind, downstream of culture, or downwind of culture, something like that. Um, so I, I just thought it worth mentioning because I'm wondering if th- there's a shift in the political winds, I guess, and cultural too. Like I said, it's all there. Um, maybe it's wishful thinking on my part, maybe. <laughs> but I've really started to wonder. And so there's a couple of road signs that I'm noticing. Maybe some people aren't, other people are, whatever. And if we turn back and, you know, use like pop culture as a reference point for one thing, uh, what Warner Brothers just did, you know, well, not just did, it's been a couple weeks ago now. Shelving uh, Batgirl? Yeah. Yeah. Just well. Yeah. There's that. Just flat out. Like, what? It, it, it's. And I said it's one thing to cancel a project. It's another to just say screw this on basically what was finished. Like I, basically, we're just not even going to release and promote it and everything I, like that. I don't know. If that but was with the new guy, I, I gotta be honest. I don't know if that was political. Like I've been seeing things that. Uh, like rumblings because they, they held a uh, uh, um, what they called like a funeral screening for the cast and crew essentially so it was a so it's basically to say hey this is getting locked in the vault but everybody can watch and at least celebrate what they did um, and from what the news reports came out is it was not even like up to CW TV show quality yeah, yeah. but uh, like once again um 
but it's, and I've heard other things from other people like Doomcock mentioned, apparently like one of the leaks was that, so one of the big selling points of this one is they were bringing back Michael Keaton as Batman. <laughs> and apparently they were just going to, he's essentially just there for name and he was going to show up and basically get killed off. Yeah. Um, Which would be kind of like the Ezra Miller movie too. So that's that's kind of strange. <laughs> and so there's that. But what I've heard a lot is that basically the new guy in charge of Warner Brothers is cleaning house in terms of like political bullshit. Is yeah. he more or less said it? He's like we are changing direction on this, and we're we're not going to have any of that crap. <laughs> We're not going to have an openly gay Batwoman. We're not going to have... We, we don't give a shit. Well, Bat... I, I mean, I don't know how far back Batwoman goes, because I'm not a big comic guy, but as far as I know, Batwoman was always a lesbian, like even yeah, in the comics and everything. I like guess that. what I mean by um, that is, like, it, like, having to highlight that as the selling point for your TV show... No sure. additional like, like at the end of the day, no like at the end of the day, comic book people are to a point where they don't give a shit that the person's openly gay. They want what they have come to love as the comic book counterpart. Yeah. yeah. But it's just so it's but apparently he is the first major Hollywood pop culture tycoon executive or whatever that is turning the ship around and he's he's i guess he's trying to turn warner brothers warner brothers around first now disney is kind of still full speed ahead in the opposite direction because they kind of have the furthest to fall they have like the biggest stranglehold on things yeah. you know I mean, the biggest them. properties it's going to take them the longest to like get clubbed over the head and change direction yeah. uh, but it's kind of, I mean, even then, like, and now we can, like, start with where we're starting, and then I can kind of go back to this as we get heavier, right. if you will, with the topics. <laughs> as soon um, as it becomes a blur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I'll, but I'll just kind of bring it up now. So, with Lightyear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lightyear bombed, but... It had the like gay kiss scene in it, and it bombed probably because of that reason. Like it was, it, well, I think it bombed in a lot. And a lot of people are just flat out saying this stuff isn't. It's not good. No, um, but I can't speak to that because I didn't go see it. I wasn't gonna go see it. But the thing was about that kiss scene is they had already cut it for time time constraints. Like that scene had been put on the cutting room floor because you know just. It, they just thought it wasn't as important for what, you know, their finished length. It was just one of the things they'd rather have the other stuff in it. And they cut it. They put it back in specifically because of Ron DeSantis and the whole the don't say gay bill. Yeah. Like when that happened in Florida, they put that scene back yeah. in on purpose. Yeah. And and then you have like the the uh, Zoom meetings between like the Disney execs that came out and that got released and how their words like yeah their words not like not like people criticizing him calling it their words were that disney has a gay agenda um and i don't think they ever expected to get smacked down like desantis did Mm. like desantis like pulled no punches and took away all of like disney's special like disney basically had legal autonomy they had the carved out that special deal. They had special tax incentives and all these things. And he just took it all away from them. Um, and it was all because the 
CEO and chairperson decided that he was going to cave to pressure of the employees and speak out against it when his stance was actually correct. We don't, we should not be a political entity. Like we are an entertainment, a family entertainment powerhouse. We have no business delving into politics. Absolutely. 100% correct. But, uh, well, some people would say, no, they have a moral obligation. Anyway, I'm, we won't go down that road, but you know, just hypothetically, if Jeb Bush had still been governor of Florida and all this had gone down, would Jeb Bush have done that to him? No, granted, Jeb Bush probably wouldn't have passed that law. Yeah, um, I don't think Jeb Bush would. No. Yeah, Jeb Bush. No. So and that's kind of like one other indicator towards what I thought might have been a good topic for discussion tonight is, is have the rules changed and people kind of used to get in their way, haven't don't realize it just yet um i i see that's the thing i don't i don't know if they're used so like i think i think we can like i think we can definitely branch off on all these different topics right like i it's hard to say that people are used that anybody who's involved in these conversations um are, are used to getting their way um we we know for a fact that that the that the level of screaming that's happening is not a majority of people like it's just the squeakiest wheel and so they're getting the grease right like you and I you and I can both agree to that like the amount of um, hate and vitriol and other things that are coming it's coming from the small amount of people who don't realize in in my mind they, they don't realize that they're being um, I'm trying to think of the word. They, they don't. They don't realize that they're actually being um, brought up by a very active outside force to, to do this, to be in this, to be in this mode. Um, you know, uh, they don't realize that, that they've actually got a lot more rights than than they're yelling and screaming about. Um, I don't know. <sighs> I just, I'm, get, I'm just talking about the way the the. the conversation is shifting um you also have you know you can basically whether i'm not even talking about whether or not you think it is or not true now you can talk about election fraud in 2020 now on social media you used to get banned like if you say like two years ago or you know December of 20 and January of 2021, if you said the election was stolen, you'd get, you get kicked off Twitter, you get kicked off Facebook, all these things. That's not happening anymore. If you said like the vaccines were bad, you'd get banned. That's not happening anymore. And now like, uh, now the mainstream is starting to come out with articles about it. Like, you know, what people have been saying for two years now, like they're finally starting to, in fact, one person or like one flat out said, well, Trump pushed these vaccines on us before we could properly test and make sure they were safe. And it's just like, I, I have like, fuck you. I was here a year ago. You do not get to fucking play that card I, now. I, uh, I have, I'm, I'm going to put this to you. Um, so part of the 75 hard thing, I've been listening to the, the podcast, uh, Real AF uh, with Andy Frisella, right? And he brings up a really interesting point, and I kind of, I actually agree with him. Is that um, the, what's happening though is because they're so they're so afraid of Trump running in twenty twenty four that they're starting the narrative 
like you're going to actually hear more and more now about vaccine-induced issues. Um, yeah, and they're going to blame Trump for it because of Operation. Speed. Of and so that's the new play is that they're slowly weeding in of, of like, oh, we are having issues with the vaccine. It's not safe and effective, and Trump is to blame for this, even though we don't. Exactly. It's not going to do. But I just, I just find it interesting now that like you're able to say these things kind of more or less without fear on social media when you couldn't last year. Um, and this is kind of the discussion is, is it starting to get pushed the other way? Is there starting to finally get pushed? Are, were people finally tired? Have enough big corporations lost enough money to finally stop playing the agenda? Now there's a lot more involved in there that, you know, I don't think it'll ever stop. And people who always just thought it was going to be pure profit motive didn't understand who they were dealing with. Um, what do you mean by that? We could go, we can go in a much, you know, we can go down that. Like, road expand we want, that but, thought. like, what do you mean? Like people who thought it was because, uh, like so many people on the right for so long, were laughing like, haha, go, woke, go broke, blah, blah, blah. And, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, another big Hollywood movie bombed because it was super woke. Ha, ha, ha. When are they going to finally learn? They lost $200 million on this movie. Ha, ha, ha. When are they going to learn? And yet, woke products kept getting made. Like, why do you think that is? And yeah, sure, part of it's probably they're, you know, afraid of the people that would come after them if they didn't do it. But B, that they are not purely profit-driven, that they do have ideas in agendas. And if you kind of really want to go more conspiracy theory route, you know, that basically they've been promised compensation in other ways. Uh, Because it's all about, it's all about, you know, basically eventually having a permanent foolproof majority that never goes out of power or anything like that, where it no longer actually has to care about how popular it is. I mean, that's you're getting kind of conspiracy theory territory there, but it, it's something like, just just to be like, I, I don't I get why you could say that that's conspiracy theory. But is it wrong for a company to not disclose that they're receiving some sort of government incentive uh, in order to continue to spread a message based upon a like because of the like you and I can agree that Hollywood in many ways plays a propaganda machine based upon federal government's policy. Right. Or based upon people yeah. in power and what they want people to feel, think, hear. Right. I'm actually yes. very surprised that mask wearing in movies wasn't more of a thing like they didn't they didn't start wearing masks in films you know they didn't start it it was i mean i kind of was thinking that myself you never saw it in tv shows or movies you didn't you did i did see it uh three thousand years uh three thousand years of longing right so i did go see that on friday night uh saturday night um there was the in scene she's in london and everybody's wearing a mask and that it did hit me then. Like I was like, I haven't seen this. This is the first time I think I've ever noticed this. So yeah. And also, and it wasn't that you'd never heard about COVID on TV, but you also know, like it never became like common parlance in any fiction or any stories or anything like that. It had you know? so or um, season three. 
of the Orville came out on who on uh, Disney Plus, and I know you don't watch Disney Plus. And I know, like, if there is one person that you know I can sit here and like deal with being woke, uh, Seth MacFarlane at least. Um, <laughs> we can get into this because it did kind of bug me a little bit. Uh, but it's funny because their la- one of their last episodes actually does talk about the pandemic. And I thought that was kind of interesting in and of itself. I was like, really? You guys are going to go there? You guys, are you really going to touch that, 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 that spot? So <laughs> I, I think that as a whole, I, I, I think that entertainment has to at least – like they, we can't just write it away, right? Like the pandemic happened. Um, the question is, is how do they handle it? Is it just kind of an aside or is it something that they actually want to really talk about and try to like, you know, push what they feel was the correct answer for the pandemic? So. But you are right. It was never as big of a mess and everything like that. We never, um, but you just, there, there's, when you th- when you think about how everything was presented the last couple of years and how that's just gone now yeah. it's just gone and how many of them want to act like it never happened I don't know if it's gone um, like I mean the, so the recent raid in Mar-a-Lago right um, and there's mm-hmm. still you there's things that you I know that you cannot discuss um, fully like on social media like social media will there's certain bots that still track um, well I got that week suspension you yeah, know, yeah week and a half ago For Twitter so what did what did you what did you say because I asked you on Facebook when you said that you got suspended and you just summed it up in like one you're like I called all this shit dumb essentially and I know that there's more to yeah. it and I was just like oh no, I said I said gay marriage didn't exist two two decades ago uh, abortion is murder and transgenderism is a, transgender people are mentally disabled. And you said this all in one tweet. Or was a reply? Yes. It was a reply. Oh, okay. Okay. And it was gone. Yeah. That, that, that got me. Um, Who did you say this to? I don't remember. I had to delete the tweet. Oh, okay. Okay. I just, cause, it, cause it's the same thing as you calling Stephen King retarded. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but see that one was like the algorithm like I got like that was like immediate this took like a day so this was clearly like whoever I replied to reported me okay. um, to, and obviously so yes it's not that you know you can still get zapped for certain yes. things but uh, do, do you think that, but I've noticed it's not what it used to be do you think some of that is like so for example like twitter recognizing that musk is taking over and that there's a, uh, a very group of people who who want to see that happen for reasons that he says he will make happen like so it's twitter kind of waking up to say oh maybe we should be less like this there were a lot of people that like hey i'm going to challenge my suspension like before he, well, obviously he backed out of the yeah, deal. Well, but after he announced he was trying it, uh, or that that was his intentions, a lot of people were like, "Well, shit, I'm gonna like challenge my suspension." And a lot of them got unsuspended. Um, that's kind of when I decided to un- challenge my suspension, uh-huh. and it had been, you know, almost yeah. a year that I'd been off Twitter, uh, and then. <laughs> A lot of people noticed 
that very, very big left-wing accounts lost, like, huge fo- huge numbers of followers practically overnight. And a lot of big-name right-wing personalities gained a bunch of followers overnight. Like, that happened as well. Why is that? Um, like, how did, like, you think that it just... For the well, for the same reason they that Musk backed out of the deal was the bots, uh, yeah, and how like they're they're artificially conflated like bots, yeah. and and you know that's so it is so blatantly obvious because back when Trump was still on Twitter, he had eighty million followers, and he'd tweet something give or take you know whatever he tweeted, and some would get more than others, but he would reliably get one hundred and fifty thousand likes. I don't know yeah. something like that. Any, any, somewhere in that ballpark, you know, 150,000 likes and guaranteed some of those were bots out there, things like that. At the time, Biden had 10 million followers and he'd tweet something out like that would, and it would get 700,000 likes. You mean to tell me a guy that has like an eighth of the followers is getting three to four times the likes? No, I mean, no. It's yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's basically people like Twitter. The, I I think the, the the scary part is is, is um, Twitter was inflating those numbers politically towards candidates or views that they liked. Well, the thing with bots and bots are specifically against their, you know, their own guidelines. Yeah. You know, you are you are hypothetically in trouble for uh-huh. doing it. But the complaint was is that they were intentionally turning a blind eye to it when it was about pushing a certain political oh, message. Um, it's and that's why Musk was going to back again because they wouldn't disclose like their internal numbers on just how many bot accounts there yep. were. That's when he backed out of it. Uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's a poison fruit at that point because Twitter then now has to essentially show that yes we've either been turning a blind eye or these bots are technically run by employees of the company uh they're run by like the company in some way shape or form in a way to like further political division you know that kind of thing so um yeah and i've noticed since i've been and i think this happened before i got suspended but i've noticed it since i've been back so i'm clearly on the right side of the spectrum and that's where I'm over and I'm tweeting all this stuff and doing what I am. But the like suggestions come up is like based on the people you follow and the pe- the tweets you respond to and what you're saying. Here's this left wing account. Here's this other left wing account. Here's this left wing topic. Like, like I keep getting like Liz Cheney tweets in my feed. I don't follow Liz Cheney, but because I had and then like at any given time, like. Here's the topic trending. You click on it, and the, the tweets right at the top are from like your big name left wing accounts. And we should take a step back for one second and, and just touch on the Liz Cheney thing because this is what's really important, at least in my mind, about Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney was never Republican. This is the problem with 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 politics. All right, there you go. And I just need to get this out. Like this is the problem with politics. Liz Cheney was never a Republican. Let's let us let us just put that out there. All right. Liz Cheney was never a Republican. Her politics were always, which you would say, swung left of center. 
All right. Always. And then I don't I, like I don't know. No, she was not the lone Republican talking about talking bad about Trump. Quick, you're not talking about Megan McCain, right? You are talking about Liz, Liz Cheney. Cheney. Yeah, yeah. I just want to quickly yeah, yeah, clarify. Liz Cheney, Dick Cheney's daughter in the Senate, Wyoming there Senate. You. The only reason okay. why she ran as a Republican is, is because she ran in a red state where she realized that the only way that she was going to be in the Senate was to run as a Republican. That's it. Like, because she, she, she literally put her R, an R behind her name to get elected. That's it. Like, you want to talk about how dumb people are about tribal politics just because somebody puts a fucking R at the end of their name and suddenly they're like, oh, it's a Republican. Like, just stop it. <laughs> stop and think for one minute. Like, her policies never lined, lined up with anything like Republican. So why would you think that she's an actual Republican? You don't wonder why she lost. And this, this can, well, this actually kind of ties back into what the sort of topic of the night is because uh, you know, I might argue she was a Republican, but definitely the right, the, the stereotypical rhino. And I think finally, you know, people have been complaining about rhinos for a long, long time, but I think finally their days might actually be numbered. Now there's still some that I just, I can't understand why they, I can't for the life of me understand how Lindsey Graham still has a job. I just don't get it, but he just, he like coasts the reelection every yeah. time. And he's one of the most disappointing. The the few Republicans, at least, like, I can't stand, is it Lisa Murkowski? No, she's Alaska. Um, the quote-unquote Republican from Maine. I can't remember her name. I was going to say Lisa Murkowski, but I think she's Alaska. Lisa Murkowski is kind of the same. I mean, you'd expect more of a Republican from Alaska, but why am I forgetting her name? Anyway, always just kind of been like the prototypical rhino, I guess. But Maine is in New England. Maine is arguably one of the redder of the New England states, but it's still New England. It's still yeah. So I can understand. I mean, because she's like a um, guy from West Virginia that's a Democrat. Yeah. Of course, he's going to be kind of purple because a true like a full on, you know, you know, senator like from California or something would never win in West Virginia. So they do have to kind of ride that line. But Lindsey Graham's in South Carolina. Like, and then I was like, man, is it just me or did, would you expect better Republicans out of Texas? <laughs> well, like, Ted Cruz. <laughs> Ted Cruz, he's, and he's kind of getting crap from the left now which makes me think he might be doing something right but man he would always stab Rand Paul in the back like just was never there for him very much offensive but like Cornyn the other senator from Texas just complete like swamp creature rhino like absolute garbage senator um Abbott's been disappointing many times you know uh governor before him was disappointing um a lot of the congressmen from Texas, uh, eye patch guy, very disappointing. Um, but the only one that was worth a damn from Texas was Ron Paul. Um, why, why, why is Texas giving us such crappy politicians? Like they should be, they should be the absolute like front George Bush. Like these should be like the absolute front runner, like firing a pistol in the air Republicans. Why are they such crap? Uh, so, 
but so I think this is kind of, but okay. So very long roundabout way to get back to why I wonder if this is why the direction is changing. This shit isn't working yeah. anymore. Um, I mean, Liz Cheney got absolutely fisted. I'm kind of like, I guess I'm not terribly surprised uh, that Romney won in Utah, but I kind of would be surprised if he lasts a second term. I, I have expect Romney to get primaried and it's just like, we're not buying this anymore. And like DeSantis is kind of a new guard and man, that this crap they say about him. And he's like, so, and you've never had that from it, Trump opened this door, but I think Trump was, I think it's kind of moved beyond him. Um, whether he comes back or not, I think this is kind of not his thing anymore. It's just more and more people are like, yeah, I don't care what you call me anymore. You're going to call me that anyway, so I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. And you know what? I'm going to say something back to you. And uh, from Florida, it definitely seems like better ones coming out of Florida, Marco Rubio notwithstanding, yeah. Matt Gates, like when they talk, because he talked about like fat women. And when he was asked about like if that'd offend people, he's like, be offended. I don't care. Like, the, like, not, they're not playing games anymore. Um, but they got, they're not uh, like that Benito. On the left, who basically, I mean, he's the same way. He's 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 the left's version of DeSantis or Trump, where you know he's he's just crazy enough to just say, "I don't give a shit what you think or or anything. I'm just going to yell and scream and say the loudest, most asinine shit I can." So, well, but they've kind of always been able to do that. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's been the right running around cowardly for the last five decades. Oh, I'm not a racist. Oh, I'm not a sexist. Oh, I'm not a blah blah blah. And he was like, you know what? Screw you. I don't care what you know. I don't care what you call me anymore. The power play though is always is always been the other side. One side saying you're a racist, you're a homophobe, blah 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 blah. Like always, it's always that that way in a way to get the cowardly response of. Now because it's always worked. Yeah. So it's always worked before. Yeah. And now there's a group who's basically finally like, I just, I'm not racist. Fuck you. And I'm, and I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to do it justice because this isn't exactly what he said, but the guy running in Arizona, Blake Masters, mm -hmm. I, he was kind of like, this is not what he said. So I'm not going to be able to do it justice, but more kind of like he was asked about like crime and crime rates. And he kind of just shrugged his shoulders, just like yeah, black people, and 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 it was kind of like you can't say that. And he's like, well, I did. Like he didn't run. He didn't like. Oh, my content, my comments were taken out of context, and it or anything. He's like, no, I said it. What are you gonna do about it? And he was the one that like punched the guy. Oh shit! I didn't um, know about this. Okay. Uh, well, he was like a protester. At one of his rallies and some woman at his rally got in his face. And so he like started like shoving this woman and like at this point and you can maybe make the argument that she was to blame for it. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. But like Blake Masters didn't see how it started. He looked up, saw a guy like pushing a woman and he fucking like walked over and clocked him like just straight up punched the dude. Um yeah, well, yeah, and it's like this is a guy running for Congress. Yeah. He's straight up fisticuffing with protesters, and it's. Um, um, we, there, there's a. I'm trying to think of the best way because there's a lot of this shit. It's like like politics is still trying. Like no matter which way you go with it, and I, I've been, 
I have been on the fence is the wrong word, but I've been where it's just, I'm a pro freedom person in a lot of ways, but where I'm just like, my mind is more on like a Christian sense, right? Like, like I can't, I can't change that person. All I can do is just pray for him and walk away. Right. Like I know where my morals stand and I know where this person's morals stand. And I, I, I saw you actually posted a really good comment the other day about the idea of like, um, how evil one side is. And, and, and it's really like, I think we have to boil it down to the, the, at least in my mind, like we're not in a fight of like, like you, if you're not Christian, you can say, yeah, it's one, one person versus another. That's fine. Or one group versus another. That's fine. If if you're not Christian, that's, and that's your point of view, that's your point of view. But to me, it's really, it's, it's spiritual warfare that's happening more than ever. Like that's like our fight. Yes, like our fight as Christians is not to fight the person, but the, the powers, the powers and exactly. Like um, you just the, the the battle will be fought on various battlefields. You just have to remember who the enemy actually yeah. is. Um, but yeah, I think that was just kind of the the topic. I'm like, I think there's a there's a change in the air. I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know. I think this is why they're really trying to just lock down messaging and everything like that. Uh, more and more people are being less afraid to say what's really on their mind. Um, and you have, you know, the, I like the phrase based or the, the, the word based. I use it a lot and I like to think of myself that way. It's fun. Um <laughs> But it, and it's and it's also kind of a way to like you know your your labels no longer affect you. yeah <laughs> and and now I think it's starting to put now we were kind of talking about the alphabet people <laughs> you so you you I know I know that you uh, like I won't watch Miss Marvel because like we were talking about Disney and then the alphabet people and how they like they've you know so like. It, I could tell you the one thing that I won't watch is Miss Marvel, right? I won't even give it the time of day. Um, I know on your side, though, like you, there's other pieces of Disney stuff that you're, that you've really kind of hit upon that you're just like, you won't even give the time of day. Like you won't even, like you're like done with Disney, Disney in general. Um, but yeah, I'm done with Disney. Um, they, they've had enough people arrested in child trafficking rings that. Like, <laughs> and you know, like eight years ago in like 2014, like CNN would report on that. They don't report on that anymore. <laughs> um, All right, so, so you're saying that, that, that CNN is not reporting when Disney employees are getting. Yeah. Or, and they did like in 2014, there's a CNN article from 2014 talking about basically how many Disney employees were about like rounded up in a sting operation. And you, they won't talk about that anymore because that happened this year. That happened earlier this year, and it, it didn't make the news. To uh, be fair, though, I, I, I so with the the article that you shared with me was a sting operation that happened in the county that Disney World is is stationed in, right? And so, it, 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 can you be? Could you at least agree that like it's possible that you're going to get a shit ton of Disney employees? Uh, involved in these types of things mainly because the amount of people that work in Disney is probably that whole fucking county. Well, there's also 
it makes logical sense in when, like when they tell you, like with all the Catholic church scandals, it never made any sense to me that people who ostensibly take a vow of celibacy mm-hmm. because they never have any sexual interaction just become so overwhelmed with sexual desire that they will just go after the only people they are near, which just so happens to be altered. Yeah. Like, because this person has taken a vow of celibacy, but they, become so horny essentially they're like well the only person around me is this altar boy so suddenly I'm a gay pedophile that doesn't make sense it makes a lot more sense to think that somebody who had those urges would seek out ways to get himself in said position even if it meant joining a clergy uh, becoming a teacher because they never talk about all the various underage sex scandals that happen in public school. That's, that's I mean, to be fair, like it happens a lot. Uh, it happens a lot in the public school system. You hear system. about it constantly it, with uh, with like male and female teachers getting caught in underage exactly. sex issues. And so obviously it makes sense like that the church should have been policing that better because it would make sense that people with that particular urge would gravitate towards that and then that leads to disney if you want to get near kids it makes sense you would try to get work for disney Why not universal? Um, universal would have just like still kids i'm sure they're there yeah. too it just i think universal's less less thought of as kids disney's all about kids it's a family entertainment so they just kind of sweep it under the rug and it just like everything now that that's being swept under the rug. And I, I'm like, I think and it, what we're talking about is so, you know, 10 years ago now was when gay marriage was legalized. It was in 2012. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we are normal people. We just want to live our lives. We just want to get married and everything like that. And, you know, this is, you know, it. And obviously the door swung open on all sorts of other things. Like we warned it would. You know, you, you, you just you can't ever give an inch. You give an inch, they take a mile. But I think this is it is finally kind of starting to be, because in 10 years we've gone to we just want to get married to underage children are getting permanent life altering surgery. Uh, they're being chemically castrated. They're being they're having their breasts removed. They're having their penis removed, or, you know, like. We are now doing this, and we have four-year-olds coming out as trans. That just happened. And and so since the beginning of July, here's been three stories that have come out since July. Gay couples sued their surrogate for having a daughter instead of a son. That was in early July. What? Like They they wanted a son, so they sued the surrogate for having a daughter instead. Even though she can't control the sex of the child. They sued. What, like, what they well, they supposedly sort of can because it's like in vitro fertilization or whatever, I guess. So the idea is that I think you are supposed to have some control over whether you have a son but or not. But again, like why, like, why, like, in their mind, why did they say it was more important to have a son than a daughter? Like, what was. Because they want to molest him. That, like, they had not come out and said that. That's just. They didn't come out and say it, but you can fill in the blank. Oh. They wanted two gay men wanted a son. 
Then in early August, you had the two early mid August, you had the two gay men who did get arrested for molesting their two sons. And they had been like part of the human rights campaign and all this stuff. They went down. And then not too long after that, like the monkeypox thing came out and lo and behold, a kid that belongs to two gay men gets monkeypox. Okay. Just like the couple in France, like the the greyhound in France that got monkeypox on its yeah, anus, <laughs> and getting lo and behold, he belongs to two gay men. It's like, do do, do you need a map drawn? I, I will. Um, some of this, I, I think that the 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 gay men um, wanting to molest their son and like basically wanted a son for molestation purposes might be a little far reaching. I, I, I can't quite get there yet. Um, and I don't think I ever, I think this like, I just, I I think, yes, that's exactly right. You can't quite get there yet. Give it time. I I don't even think that there's time to give on this. Like that's, 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 that's a little reaching because that's the same thing as saying that male air, so gay men, back in the middle gay, ages wanted male heirs okay. to molest the entire family name like the entire lgb the entire alphabet community is like three percent of the population the entire all okay. of it they are count for about half of child molestation this is like the 13 reported child molestation reported but you can't go. You, that's all you have to go yeah. off of. You can try to again. That's a, a ridiculous number, a ridiculously high number. I, I I'm just gonna like, <laughs> like I just, it's still just not like I, I feel like it's it is, this is what it's called grooming. I, I I get that you like the the grooming. This is their equivalent of reproduction. Okay. Like, not every gay man is a pedophile, but every gay man was started by a pedophile. I I will give you because gay women have been started by uh, sexual abuse as well. Like, so I will give you that. It's like 15, 20, 30 years ago. I mean, it was maybe even by the nineties, it was no longer okay to start saying this, the, the things I'm saying now, but it used to be understood. This is not normal. This is obviously a deviation of some sort. Homosexuality was a mental disorder until the early seventies. As it actually clinically though, like this is like homosexuality has been around since Roman era, dude. So like, it's been around forever. It's, it, it's, it, it's been around since before it that. Is of, it has always it, been around, but like, like it was a clinical, it was a clinical mental disorder until the early seventies. Just because it's a clinical me- mental disorder back in the day doesn't make it was politics that got it taken away, not science. It was got it was politics that took it away, not science. The thing is, it is the result of childhood trauma that is unresolved. I will give you that most of it, yes. Most of it, yes. Like it is, it is, it, there is, there's many proven times. I like two of my friends happen to be lesbian, and guess what? Two of them are because of like childhood trauma, like sexual trauma. Like I get that. 
it's easy to point to that and be like, yeah, you have issues because your dad molested you. And so you decided that like there was a piece of you that can't trust men. So you hence you feel like you're more attracted to women. I get it. Which is interesting. That's the direction it takes with women where it takes the opposite direction. Guys, yeah. Um, there was the, the one page I follow, like, and I love showing like the two opposing headlines. And it was like, George Takei has the perfect response for people who call homosexuals, childhood groomers, whatever the headline was. And then there was like some other article from Takei, like from some years past where he flat out admitted he lost his virginity at 13. Yeah. Like to an adult man. (laughs) Like, um, and obviously pop culture, like popular culture, there's been movies written about this. It's it's, so like, 20% 20% of Gen Zers are alphabet. Yeah, that's that's societal contagion. Yeah. I, so, but you know, we're kind of like, this is why I think this has been pushed so far and it has changed so fast that the, this is what caused the pendulum to swing back. Enough people are like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. But no. is the pendulum it swinging? Went, like, honestly, is the pendulum actually like... The, I think it okay, is. Now what makes you I, think, I think we're seeing indications. And obviously, like, people who have a stranglehold on narratives and messaging and, you know, agendas, they're, they're not obviously going to give it up without mm-hmm. a fight. And it might break. But I think it's you're starting to see the signs of a change. How far back the other way it'll swing, I don't know. Okay. But, like, what, like... Tell me, like, what what signs, what 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 portents in the stars are you seeing that are that are showing you at least that a pendulum is swinging? Because I, I don't like I I I've been far removed from a lot of different stuff. I do still get on Reddit um, almost every day, and the shit that I read on Reddit is is just like I'm just like these people have no fucking clue. Uh, these are like twenty year old kids who are still stuck on the anti work philosophy because some communist bot told them that they shouldn't be working. One of them, like I said, right from the beginning, like that sign from Warner Brothers, like Warner Brothers, like the new guy in charge is like, we are no longer in the business of woke content. We make entertainment and entertainment only. That's like one thing. Two, the absolute brazenness of Ron DeSantis in Florida and just the fact that he's more popular than ever. It's not like it hurt him yeah. at all. And Florida, I think Florida is kind of no longer a purple state. I think they've gone straight red. Like the way Colorado went from reddish to purple to Colorado is basically a straight blue state. Yeah. Um, how that happened. Like, but I think Florida kind of went the other way. Uh, like Michigan and Wisconsin, these were all like frequently very safe blue places. Uh, they're not anymore. Ohio's kind of gone from purple to red, things like that. So, but you know, you could. St- I don't know why I went off on this tangent. The argument could still be was that like Florida was still more or less considered a purple state. It was. It could go either way. It's been going red for the last several presidential elections. It hasn't had like a, a Democrat governor in a long, long time. Yes. <laughs> And that's kind of like, I think people who finally did realize, you know, Florida is not purple anymore. Florida is straight up yeah. red, but it still has a lot of blue in it. So you wouldn't expect the Republican governor there to be an absolute firebrand and to be the most unapologetic, you know, right wing politician in politics today. 
Um, There's some people that are saying that's because he's planning a, um, a, move, to a, a move to the president, like for 2024. Very well could. And like I said, Matt Walsh, for example, he's flat out already endorsed him. He wants him to run. He, he never liked Trump anyway. And he thinks like he's basically capable of the things that Trump was supposedly capable of, but he doesn't come with the baggage Trump does. So he's kind of like, he's already like team DeSantis, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to go into that just yet, but again, you're hitting the pushback is getting more and more crazy. Like people are not running from labels anymore. Like, Oh no, I got called a racist. I need to do everything in my power to prove I'm not a racist. Oh no, I got called a misogynist. Oh no. I like, you know, it's not happening anymore. Um, or it's happening a lot less. So these are the indications I am getting. You know, mm-hmm. when a politician in an interview will flat out tell people, "Yeah, be offended. I don't care. You, you're offended by what I said. Good. You, you didn't get that before. You certainly didn't get it from somebody on the right. Yeah. You think Newt Gingrich would have ever said that? George Bush or you know John Boehner? You know Mitt Romney? They never would have said anything like that. No. Well, the, again, the, their point was to always play. I don't know. Really close. To, their their point was to get elected. That that's what they were. They were always more worried about getting yeah. elected than they were about. Uh, you know, Cheney. At the end of the day, not Liz Cheney, Dick Cheney. Uh, but Cheney understood the power, like running as vice president versus being president. He could have all the power without having to get all of the crap. Right. Um, so he could be the man behind the curtain and do the things that he felt were necessary. Um, and Bush would be the figurehead essentially. Yeah. Um, so there is, you know, there's, there's some things to say behind that. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I will say that that the Disney stance. So I, I'd actually read the other day um, that there's a. Uh, if I say the term activist investor, you know what I mean. Say if what? I say the term activist investor, do you know what I mean? Okay, no. so an activist investor is a investor who will buy large portions of a company's stock in order to uh, attempt to change standards with inside of a company. Uh, by so, do, I'm basically like buying into you. Do what I want? Uh, they're like, so for exactly, I'm going to buy 10% of your company in a way that I can now run your board the way that I see it should be run. Um, or I will, you know, basically hold changes the way that I feel that they can be held. So essentially I'm going to buy a large portion and I'm going to dictate to you how I feel the company should run, or I'm going to then make changes to your company. Um, so they had an activist investor who got heavily involved with Disney. Um, and he sent a nice little letter to the CEO essentially. And one of the things that, that he never brought up, uh, but I did find it interesting was, was how Disney is now on a downward trend, like stock wise, all that stuff where they were this darling two or three years ago at the start of the pandemic. And now you're starting to see them falter, um, even down to like one of the things he mentioned is, is uh, the Marvel properties, uh, the, the, the movies that have been released and the shows aren't as high quality as they were a couple years ago. Um, so we're always talking about like a higher quality film, uh, things that people were excited about. All of that stuff. Um, 
but he did like very cautiously essentially one of the things that he wants to see is like them get rid of ESPN because he feels like it's just a millstone around their neck um, you know essentially there's there's no there's no reason for this family friendly thing to have ESPN when you know family friendly things aren't really watching sports but he did in a nutshell kind of talk about the type of content that Disney has been pushing on the American public and how he wants to see it get to become, be, get back to its roots of where Walt Disney was at. So essentially get away from the political spectrum. He didn't say that in any, like in any large fashion, but that was essentially like, if you read between the lines, he's essentially saying you, you need to stop with the woke shit. Like your bottom line is going away because people are tired of it. So it's happening. Um, I do. I did hear somewhere that Disney Plus lost shit tons of subscribers because of like shows like Miss Marvel. Uh, they they have been bleeding subscribers. Yeah. I don't know if they're of be enough to make a difference. I think you know, like if you're because even Netflix has lost a shit ton of subscribers, and I will say some of it is because of like what's happened with their TV content or their, their, you know, like the, the quality of their content has gone downhill. Definitely. Uh, but then again, you could see that there are certain shows that have pressed agendas. And I think people like people have like, they're like, I don't want to deal with this. Um, like at the end of the day, I want to go home and I want to be entertained. I don't want to be told I'm a bad person because I don't quite believe in your point of view. You know, um, I don't want to be told that like gay people are great. Sure, they are. They're fine. Right. But I don't need to be like subjugated to this idea every single time I watch TV that like I feel, should feel bad because I because I'm being told they have no rights kind of thing or because I don't feel comfortable. And like, as you stated, like, you know, I know you don't feel comfortable with your kids, like seeing shit like, you know, light years, gay kiss, you know, that makes absolute sense to me. Um, you as a parent and other parents, they should have every, I, they should like, if they don't want their kids subjected to it, then they shouldn't subject their kids to it. Like, right. Like, Again, at the end of the day, you're just you. You want your kids to be entertained, not be talked down to. You know, not trying to be told, "Oh, it's okay. This is okay." Like that's not a way to run. Yeah. Well, well just and as like, yeah, Disney's getting you know hit. You know, un, both barrels unloaded on them basically right now. But I think Nickelodeon's even worse. Was did you hear what happened and, to Nickelodeon? Um, so TV shows that we grew up on, like, uh, um, uh, the producer, the producer uh, of these TV shows, uh, I guess it's, it's come out that he was like molesting these kids on set. So are you talking about what's his name? I thought that was with Disney, like with Ariana Grande and all that and Jeanette McCurdy. The last I heard it was Nickelodeon. Was it Nickelodeon producer? I wouldn't be surprised if that's not, if that's happened with Disney too. Like, um, yeah. You know, and it, I, I like I, I hate to blame Disney as like Disney's the sole like when it comes to pedophilia. Like I feel like Hollywood in general is a huge like just it has a huge issue with these types of people going to it. Not necessarily because of like oh I can get to kids, but because I have power and I can hide more easily in these power circles. We saw it with Brian Singer. Um, like has that guy made a movie since any of those accusations came out 
No, like they pretty much ostracized the hell out of him. Um, Corey Feldman's been saying it for years that that there's that there is a hidden pedophile ring in Hollywood. He still like I still don't understand why he refuses to name names, but it's it, I find it very interesting. Like it, it, it's been talked about, but nobody really has done anything about it. Nobody's cleaned it out, right? Um, I don't know, man. So I, 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 the pendulum swinging. I heard something very interesting the other day. Um, is it? And there's a piece of me that can believe this, that, that there is a, a sense of, and I think you, you see it as well, of, of like, <clears throat> there's been a push for communist ideals, hence the identity politics, hence, like, basically the ideals of, like, America, we were finally coming together as a country where we could say, like, it doesn't matter what color your skin is, we're all one people. It doesn't matter what you believe or how you feel, we're all one people. To all of a sudden now this identity politics of, I'm black, I'm Spanish, I'm Mexican, whatever, right? And I have to have my own little burrow. Like, this is my people, and I'm going to only associate with these people, and that's it, right? And screw you, you're white, I don't want anything to do with you, right? So this idea of, like, diversity and inclusion became more exclusive than inclusive. And, and it, it, it's a theme that you see in, in communist ideals more than ever, uh, because they do believe in, like, class, like class even though they, they don't prescribe to it, but they do. They believe color of skin and class and all that kind of go in hand. Anyways, but it's not necessarily like the pendulum is swinging, but that the other side has figured out that pressure point, so to speak. At what point do people really start to push back and start to like fight? And now they're letting off. You know, so they've, they've been pushing people in the chest and just pushing and pushing and pushing. And now you've gotten to that point where that, that person who's, getting, who's gotten pushed in the chest is so pissed off, ready to go, ready to fight. You know, they're picking up their guns. You know, and they, they start pushing back. And now the other side, oh, oh, there's a little bit of pressure. We're going to let off. So just kind of walk away for a minute, you know, and then find that pressure point again. And then let off, find that pressure until they basically, so every line you keep drawing in the sand, you don't realize, but you've made a, a mile worth of lines and they've kept crossing them. And I thought that was kind of an interesting way of putting it. So maybe like, it's hard to say that the pendulum has actually swung. Maybe not, but I think it's worth thinking about because it, it doesn't it definitely seems like there is more push at least to me so you think the other side is pushing is is physically pushing back versus just kind of just saying you know yeah i think you know i think that they overextended i think it helps that you have to be completely retarded not to see that things are worse now than they were oh three years ago. <laughs> if you think things are better now than they were in 2019, you're, you're brain damaged. Again, or your stock market has, has been on an absolute downfall. Or your name is, you know, Bezos or somebody, something like that. Because well, yeah. like they, I'm not going to lie, but, but they like the powers that be, I'm, I'm going to say the powers that be, because I believe that, that whether like you see it, 
left and right, like Republican and Democrat. I, I feel like you really do, whether with like, but the powers that be that come into this this power, like they want us to be used to four dollars a gallon at the, at the tank. Or, you know, they want us to pay four dollars yeah. a gallon. They, that's that's so sure. We saw six dollars a gallon, and all of a sudden now they're like, okay, we're going to let off the pressure. Hey, guess what? We're at four. We're saving you money, well, dude. It was like three bucks, two bucks last year. Like, I, I'm sorry to say, I will take mean tweets for a dollar a gallon. Like, I, <laughs> like if that's what it takes is, is, is having somebody like Trump in office making mean tweets, fine. Like that's much better than paying $4 a gallon at the tank. You know, um, you can't rewrite the word recession when the common, like it's always been commonly known that, that recession is, is two months of gross GDP being negative. So two months yeah. of growth in America being negative, but no, we have to, rewrite it. Yeah, and so it's just, it's one of those other like kind of moments where you're just like, really? Like, so now we're rewriting the, because you refuse to acknowledge the aspect. Isn't that misinformation? Isn't that? It's a topic that's, it was a topic. Well, they, what you expect them to be, you know, Oh, you're right. I am being a hypocrite. Let me stop no, that. I'm not going to do that. And it's a, um, it's something that's discussed by uh, Orwell, like the, yeah, the, the rewriting of, uh, of definitions and terms. Well, yeah, that obviously, but also just the just complete constant update of history. You know, there's no history. People have no memory of how they were like yesterday, a year ago, anything like that. There's only the eternal present. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, maybe we've been sold this uh this this messaging throughout our entire lives of like don't look past don't look in the past because it's the past don't look in the future because it's the future but enjoy the present hence why it's called the present right like this idea of like we should just continue to stay in this moment uh live for the moment don't don't worry about what's going on in the future don't worry about you know what's going you know we uh, we should look to the past because the past is is um how we know what's actually going to come up ahead, like what we're dealing with. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say something that I can't remember. Uh, and I lost it. I lost it. Um, all right. So, so you have strayed away from Disney. You said something. I think I, I, I think I read something earlier. Um, have you like? Have you completely gone away from all Marvel films and TV shows at this point? The last Marvel thing I watched was, I think, the new Spider-Man, which was good. Yeah, I mean, they did a really good job with it. I was pissed at how it ended. I think the only thing I've done from Phase Four was that. Uh Shang Chi and uh, so you can at least see that like the quality based upon like going from from Spider Man to Shang Chi, like the quality is shit. You know, I have a lot of people that are like, "Oh, Shang Chi was awesome." Why? Because it was the first Asian movie. Who cares? Like, what did it? I didn't think it was terrible, but it, it you know wasn't special. Like, I thought it was horrible. <laughs> it was cheesy as hell. Um, 
I don't like a lot of them been cheesy as hell. This is this is that problem with me is it's the same. It's the Black Panther thing. Like I think Black Panther was a fun movie, right? Like, but it didn't add anything. It was just a fun movie. And the reason that people got behind it wasn't because it was a fun movie. They got behind it because it was like a movie with an all black cast and all black crew and all that stuff. And, and I just found that kind of weird. Like I was like, so you essentially the, the, the one white person's Martin Freeman in the whole movie. Right. I'm not upset at that, but at the same time, like, again, what did you add to the, to the story? What was, what was built upon? You know, um, it's pretty generic. Yeah, actually. Like it was just regular king fights for his country story. Like nothing new, nothing innovative, um, and it just had to deal with an African country. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, well. Was that it? Did you? <laughs> Maybe it's ten o'clock here. Is it late for you? It is on a work night. Ah, uh, damn. Yeah, I'm off for the week, so I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> I do. I do love this that we're talking about like freedom style stuff, and you're wearing a shirt that says "Obey Order." I get it. It's Arkham City, but it's just funny. You know, just you know, the most Orwellian like video game probably to come out in a long time, and, and you're wearing that shirt proudly. So let's see. Yeah. All right. Well, it was good, man. Like I love at least catching up, having a conversation with you. Um, it kind of took different turn than we normally do. You know, we might actually nail down a theme at some point here. Be consistent. It's quixotic, though, right? Tilting it, exactly. like, does it really matter? But that's not supposed to be random. That just means like you know. <laughs> fighting the giants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was the the one that uh, I did see? Some weird um, title. I think it was for a podcast. It was like throwing hand grenades at windmills or something like that. And I was like, that is fucking wonderful. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I like this though. We I, I, like who says that we need to actually like have a theme? I think. Uh, uh, you know, just talk about what's on our minds. Um, John, I think this week, if you get a chance, you should definitely look at that stuff that I sent so I can get those drops. Like, we can start putting your. I keep meaning yeah. to. So, do that. Um, that way, we can share these drink recipes with these lovely people, these Germans who probably want to know how to make cocktails and not drink half a all day long. So. I figured we'd chase them off by now. Probably not. I don't get the. I, I changed podcast though, so I don't, I don't get all the cool statistics that I used to. But um, I, I, I think I think they're still around. Um, also, your book. I don't know. It's I haven't killed it off on the website. So yeah, it's another on the pile. Another on the pile. Like this. This is the sad part. Like John has so much life that's going on right now, and that he's trying to get through. Um, yeah. And next week is going to be even worse because both of us are going to be in Boston. Um, shit. Maybe we should do an in-person podcast that night. That we'd, we'd have to do it during the day on the eighth. I think that's fine. 
I feel like that's okay. So we can, I think we should try to make that work. We'll figure it out. Okay. All right, folks. Well, we'll call it a night then. That way, John can get to bed since he's too out of me. All right. Well, it's been fun. This is Steve. Hi, John. And this has been Quixotic. Thanks, guys.